pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, the, I, I don't know if the jury's still out on spring mm-hmm. sports for high school. I, I, I don't know. My girlfriend's dad, he coaches baseball at mm-hmm. St. Henry. I know we've had this conversation a million times before, but, hey, there's no sports, so i got to repeat <laughs> stuff, right? Um, no, it's interesting nonetheless. But, no, I, look, I'm not happy that these kids don't get to fulfill their opportunity. But what I mean is I'm just glad that they finally just canceled it. I don't think it should have ever been a wait-and-see situation anyways. It should have been pulled when the NCAA canceled the tournament. It should have been pulled when Major League Baseball put off all their stuff. Like, it's different, Major League Baseball and these pro sports, but it's high school here. Right. What are you waiting on? Uh, it should have just been pulled. I'm not happy that it was pulled, but I am at the same time. I'm not. I'm not happy for the kids. I'm just happy that it was pulled because now people can officially start just getting through this. You can't get through it if you're mentally saying, "Man, I still hope we have we could play. I still right. hope we could play. Finally can move on." Now. Yep. yep. So, nonetheless, that news came out earlier today. So we'll lightly touch on that. And then, how about this one? Jalen Crutcher, the Dayton Flyers. We already found out yesterday that Obi Toppin had officially declared for the NBA draft. That was never a question of if. It was just a matter of when. Jalen Crutcher, however, uh, you know, sitting here right now as we talk about him uh, declaring for the NBA draft. Folks, you got to relax a little bit. Declaring for the NBA draft is a term that I don't like because it's no it, does, it doesn't mean the same thing as it did a few years ago. A few years ago, if you declared for the NBA draft, you were going to the draft and you couldn't come back. Of course, you assuming that you hired an agent. But right now, the NBA has done this really cool, the NBA and college athletics have kind of partnered together a little bit and do this evaluation process where you can go test the waters, you get a grade, uh, and they basically, you know, you get a good evaluation of NBA scouts and coaches that tell you, okay, here's probably where you would be projected in the draft. And if it's a dra- and if it's a spot where you think you can fall in and make some money or actually get drafted, you have to gamble on yourself and bet on yourself. My only thing is for Jalen Crutcher, there is no face-to-face meetings right now. Mm-hmm. There is no, there's nothing going on. Like you can't do anything. There is no scouting combine. Or no, there is no combine like there is in the NFL this year. So I don't know what testing the waters means unless it's just going to be a verbal conversation with people. Nonetheless, I'm not freaked out at all. Jalen Crutcher will be a flyer next year. Jalen Crutcher will be fine. Jalen Crutcher has a shot to go make it to the NBA. I just don't think it's this year. Yesterday we had Matt Babcock on, NBA draft analyst, and uh, we talked with him. You know, towards the end, I had mentioned, I said, okay, tell us a little bit more about Jalen Crutcher. We know about Obi Toppin. We know what the the hopes are for Obi Toppin. But what about Jalen Crutcher? Here's Matt Babcock, NBA draft analyst that we had on the show yesterday. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, just in Maui alone, I mean, I watched them three days in a row, and uh, I also saw them play in, uh, in Phoenix at a, at a doubleheader, and um, so I know their team well, and yeah, I mean, he, he was a big part of their success this year. I, um, you know, I, I don't know if he's necessarily a surefire NBA prospect, uh, but I mean, he's, he's doing some good things, and um, yeah, I, mean, I really loved watching their team, and you know, having such a, you know, star like Obi, you know, that team did not feed Obi constantly. I mean, it was a, it was a very well-balanced uh, team, and they all played the right way, and played Played hard and played aggressive and took good shots and um, Anthony Grant's got a good thing going on there. Again, that was Matt Babcock. He joined us yesterday, NBA draft analyst, formerly with Sports Illustrated. Uh, and, you know, he comes from a family of nothing but NBA scouts and NBA representatives. So uh, getting his insight yesterday was interesting. He has Obi Toppin going as high as number three on his latest mock draft. So that's something to, to chew on there to Minnesota. 
Um, but we've heard Jalen Crutcher's name, really, especially as the season went on, about, okay, maybe he potentially has a future in the NBA. I think with Jalen Crutcher, it's, it's tough to give a fair assessment of him because no matter what, Jalen Crutcher's success all year has basically been hidden behind Obi Toppin. Yep. I mean, as much praise as, as as we've been able to give Crutcher throughout the year, it has been all about Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin is probably one of the least selfish superstar-level players that you will ever meet, by the way. I don't think I've ever come across an athlete that is so anti-being about him. Uh, it's really refreshing, actually. Obi Toppin is a very refreshing athlete in this day and age when everything is about them. He is so good at making it about his teammates. Jalen Crutcher has been so good. Like that's When people talk about the chemistry of this Flyer team this year, that that's the most special thing about it. Because Jalen Crutcher and Obi Toppin, we can have that argument of, okay, which player helped each other the most? Did Jalen Crutcher make Obi Obi, or did Obi make Jalen Jalen? That's going to be the big question mark moving forward, which is why I believe Jalen has to come back. Jalen's best shot at getting to the NBA is coming back, playing at the level that he did this year, and then some proving that, hey, I wasn't just playing at this level because of Obi. I'm a guy that can lead a team um, as well. And I think Jalen's going to be in good shape. Here's why I do think it is smart. For, for one, if you are a fringe NBA player, you should always declare for the draft. I hate that phrase because I don't like like Jalen Crutcher announced on his Instagram earlier that he is declaring for the NBA draft. You're not declaring for the draft. Like he's not hiring an agent, so that's going to give him the opportunity to come back. But you're not declaring for the draft. Here's like you're going to go test the waters. You're going to be given a grade, and if it's a grade that you're going to gamble on yourself for and, and actually go, then you will declare for the draft. I just don't like the phrasing of I'm declaring for the draft. No, you're not. If you're declaring for the draft, then you're going to the draft and you're not coming back. So I, I don't like that. But nonetheless, Jalen, it's smart of him. Obi did it last year. You last said year. it when you came in. Obi Toppin, I remember having these same conversations with everyone last year. Obi Toppin declares for the draft. Oh, man, it, we were going to be so good next year. Relax. We had the same conversation last year. Obi was going nowhere last year. Um, this year's a different story. He hired an agent. Obi's as good as, as gone. <laughs> He's a top five NBA pick. Congratulations. Jalen Crutcher's doing what Obi did last year, testing the waters, going to get a grade, going to get some, you know, Obi last year, when he got that grade, they told him exactly what he needed to work on, not as if he didn't know what to work on, not as if Anthony Grant didn't know what he needed to work on. But that was, it's a, it's a great tool. It's a great asset for these guys to get to, to have an idea. Because a lot of times, I mean, what when did they start doing this? What, two years ago? Yeah, where they started allowing them to uh, come back with still have eligibility. Yeah. But, yeah, they started doing that about two years ago. So, about two years ago. So, two years ago, if you declared for the draft and hired an agent, you were gone. Yeah. Uh, you can't hire an agent now, but you can you know, still, had still go to, yeah, yeah. test the waters mm-hmm. is what Jalen's doing. Jalen's fine. He's coming back another year. If you ask me if I think he's an NBA player, not yet, but I think right now, if I mean, we saw the gap. We saw the jump that Obi made from one year to the next. Uh, obviously, Crutcher a different type of player, but I still think that Jalen's going to be really, really good. I think Jalen has a shot to get to the NBA. I just don't think it's going to be this year. However, the one reason I say that he might gamble on himself, this is a weak draft this year. It's not a good draft. There's not a lot of talent in it. Uh, I still think that that's one reason why. I mean, look, there's Obi is going to be Obi would be a top ten pick whether it was a weak draft or a strong draft. Uh, I think Obi is a top five pick this year because it is a weak draft. That is not a shot at Obi. I think that I, I mean, look, I'm not the I heard Jay Billis say it earlier today when he was being interviewed about it. So that's not taking a shot at Obi. That's just the reality of it. But with that being said. A weak draft does open the door for fringe guys like Jalen Crutcher. Jalen Crutcher might get more eyes on him in 2020 because there are less players that teams are drooling over right now. To where next year, and I don't know what the scene looks like next year, but if you know if there's more talent in the in college next year, 
it might be more difficult for Jalen to stand out. Jalen, right now, his stock is at an all-time high. You were the point guard uh, that was on the number three team in the country. And uh, people have done nothing but talk about the Flyers. The Flyers are on every single national show out there, all of our local shows here, all of our local coverage here from every outlet in the Dayton area. So with that being said, Jalen Crutcher can maybe repeat next year what he did this year, but it may not be it may not feel like it's being as much of a high impact because you won't be playing on the number three team in the country next year. You won't be all over ESPN and every single highlight like you were this year. So it, to say that there's a 0% chance that he goes into the draft this year, I can't say that. I do think he will be back next year, but there are going to be avenues that he might look at and say, hey, my stock may not get higher than what it is right now. There's a lot of people who know who I am because we were the number three team in the country this year. We were the darling of all the sports media coverage in college basketball this year. So there are different avenues that I could see him potentially making that jump. I just don't know if talent is ready for him to make that jump yet. Yeah, and I think he um, realizes that from, uh, like you said, right now is he's it's, it's the hottest his name is going to be. Yeah. Uh, like the team was number three. The starting point guard, you had him and Obi, the chemistry. Um, not only when, um, what was the college game they came here, they didn't just talk about Obi, they talked about Jalen. Holly mm-hmm. Rowe did some segments on PB&J, how they worked so well together being roommates. But his stock is the highest right now. Next year, yeah, the team will be good, but we don't know if they're going to be the number three team in the nation, if they're going to be on SportsCenter almost every night like they were and you said like there's not really a pre-draft process this year like it was in years past so maybe he is talking to people like he said he talked to his family and his coaches maybe they are telling him look right now your name is the hottest it's going to be maybe this is your best opportunity when there's not as strong as a draft class as it might be next year go ahead try and test the waters in the nba and take a shot on yourself yeah and i think right now I don't know what you would consider more of taking a shot on yourself. Jalen going to the NBA this year, is that him gambling on himself? Or is coming back next year him gambling on himself? I don't know. Like... I've kind of changed my mind. I mean, I always do this. I always have, like, a, I always in my notes, I always have my take that I'm going to have, but then I end up conv- changing my mind halfway through the segment because I start getting these other, like, ideas that come into my head. One of them being, like, the, the, the landscape will be different a year from now. And who knows? I mean, Jalen... He's on the radar, at least. So he's going to be on the radar of those scouts heading into next year. Uh, we've seen guys, I, I don't know. But my thing is, is is Jalen, John Morant? No. No. <laughs> so John Morant was, you know, someone just tweeted in, like, oh, John Morant did it, and he didn't, you know, he didn't come from a big school. It's not about the size of the school. It's about where you are at, you know. I mean, look, talent's talent. Talent, yeah. fi- talent will find its way there. But John Morant, I'm not putting Jalen Crutcher in that John Morant conversation. They're not even close. So, you know, that's no disrespect towards you know, Jalen, I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to have that conversation with them in in the same boat. But John Morant was, he played himself into that. But you got, again, you have confidence that UD can get back to a high level that UD was this year. I think they'll be a top 25 team next year, but I don't think they'll be sniffing the top 10. I think they'll be anywhere between 17, 20. Who knows where they'll be to start the season. So. You, I just made a little connection uh, when you were talking about John Morant. Uh, Jalen, where are they from? from Memphis, yeah. right? Yeah, he could work on them or something like that. Not saying that he'll get to Jaws status come come the draft next year, but I'm saying they could work together. That's an interesting little. I factor. saw Penny Hardaway what tweet at Jalen nope, last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's tampering or not, but he tweeted at him last <laughs> week, a week before. Um, and by the way. I have yet to hear an update with everything going on, whether or not college is going to leave that door open for that potential uh, one-time transfer uh, without penalty. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, if that happens, now Crutcher, no, he 
he just decommitted and, and committed mm-hmm. to UD. So he never went to was it Chattanooga? Is that where he was at? Yeah, so wherever he was at, like, so no, I mean, he could go to Memphis. Who knows? There's a lot of options. By the way, he's going to be a flyer next year. I have no <laughs> doubt in my mind, but I don't think that this, I think that this decision's not just him going to get a grade. I think that he really is kind of juggling it because, like I said, you're gambling on yourself if you come back next year that you think you can make it. I think he has a better chance of making it this year than next year if he doesn't show dramatic improvement next year, which everyone anticipates that he will. So we'll find out. Four five seven nine four six four. That's the number to call in and join in on the conversation. Uh, we found out yesterday Obi Toppin, no surprise, declared for the NBA draft. But then Jalen Crutcher announced his decision today, which kind of caught me off guard a little bit, but I have no issue with him going to test the waters. But is there more to it? Do you believe Jalen Crutcher uh, will be back next year? Four five seven nine four six four. That's the number to call in. And jumping on the combo. Coming up here around the corner, the voice of the Reds, Tommy Thrall. That sounds weird. The voice of the Reds is not Marty Brenneman now. The voice of the Reds, Tommy Thrall. He will be on with us coming up at 3.30. Tommy should not be on with me at 3.30. Tommy should be preparing for... Reds opening day 2020. That's a huge punishment for him that instead of, you know, on top of the fact that he's thinking about the fact that he should be calling a game on opening day, now he's stuck hanging out with Kenner for about 10, 15 minutes on the phone. So we'll get to Tommy Thrall coming up here in just a few moments. Also, Scott Boris proposed that baseball still get 162 games in on the season and that the World Series and the playoffs should go well into, you know, well into December, well into the winter. In, you know, on Christmas Day, talking about the World Series on Christmas Day. How about that? Interesting, right? Like it, it's something to to think about. I think it's a horrible idea, uh, and we'll get into that conversation coming up around the corner. We touch on the OHSAA. Um, we'll get into all that coming up momentarily. But four five seven nine four six four, taking your calls now live here on the Justin Kinner Show. Reaction to Jalen Crutcher, of course, um, declaring for the NBA draft, testing the waters, going to see what's out there. Plus, today was supposed to be opening day, and uh, Tony, welcome. Start us off, man. Hey, I'm going to tell my kids, instead of vacation, we're going to watch the, the film from last year's uh, vacation. You think that'll apply? You guys okay? Listen, your complaint would be logical, Tony, if I was airing last year's opening day game instead of this year's opening day game. So that doesn't even make sense. Come on now. Why, why do I want to listen to last year's opening day? I mean, I, I must have watched last year's vacation. What, can you tell us talk Browns football for three hours? That'd be much more interesting. Anything for you. Tony, you just got done saying how you watched all of these old NCAA tournament games this past weekend. What the hell's the difference? I didn't watch I watched the highlights of them all. You watched a little bit here and there. You didn't watch highlights. They didn't have highlights over the weekend. They had the whole games. You were talking about North Carolina. You are talking about Kentucky. You are talking about all them games. Well, yeah, okay. Well, you got me there. Thank basketball, you. Basketball, I guess, is a little, <laughs> a little different. I just can't sit and listen to this, knowing what's going to happen. I, I just, I would rather just know baseball. I'd rather just, let's talk sports. Let's talk about, you know, you know what if, whatever. But to, to listen to a actual Reds game, I, I just can't believe that. Man, Tony, how rough is your life that the worst thing that you're bitching about today is that you have to listen to a Reds game on the radio? Come on. Now, what's worse is Scott Boris trying to <laughs> say we're going to have baseball in December. That guy's an idiot. What, what was he thinking? Just so he can get his people paid? You're going you to tell Yankees, if Yankees have a playoff in, in November, December, oh, sorry, we're moving out of Yankee Stadium. We'll go play it down in Tampa. Are you okay with that? Oh, my God. Just freaking they burn that stadium down. You can't, you can't play baseball. It's a, it's a boys of summer. You play it in the summer and a little bit in the fall. But, but the season is too long as it is. More or less going into December. That, I heard that today on Dan Patrick. 
I about cringe how bad of an idea that was. Yeah, we don't need a hundred. I mean, if the like, keep in mind today's supposed to be opening day. Like, it's not like we've already missed a ton of games. We're going to miss a ton of games, okay? By the time that they get to the where the season would start, let's say that it is June, we would have already missed April and May. We would have missed 60 games at that point. There is no need uh, to try to squeeze 162 games. 162 games is already too much for six months anyways. I think it's even way too much to even start cr- you know, cramming it into whatever remaining time is left to begin with. I think it's ridiculous. 162, way too many to begin with. I think I love your idea, and like I said, we've talked before about this, put 90 games up and make every game count. Now, you would see some exciting baseball. Now, that would have people on the edge watching every pitch, every game, knowing that, knowing that you can't blow a series. You can't just let a game go to the wayside. You've got to manage like it's your life every game. Now, that to me would make would get people back into baseball. Well, here's it, what... It's a, Here's why I'm not going to put a lot of credibility into what Boris had to say to begin with. He's an agent, so you know what agent and play, you know what agents and players are going to continue to strive for more games. Because you know what more games means more money. All right, you make less money in a 90 game season versus 162 game season. So I don't feel bad for these guys at all. And I think what Major League Baseball is really fearing, and this is something I'll touch on later in the show. I think what Major League Baseball is truly fearing is that if you play less games, it'll lead to higher attendance and higher ratings on television because they want to act like that would not happen. I think it. It will happen, and that's something that they would have to make a decision of, and I don't think they want to. So that's why I think they're trying to cram 162 games in, because they don't want the narrative out there that, hey, less games means more money, more attendance, and I believe that'll be the case. But that would make a more exciting season. Isn't that what you want? Don't you want more attendance? I think if you do experiment with a little bit of less games, and the attendance goes up, the games mean more, more people would rather have 162 games with 12,000 or 90 games with 38,000. They would rather have the upfront TV money that they get regardless of ratings and regardless of attendance. I'm with you. Attendance used to matter. In fact, that's why teams, when they were bad, they would have to spend money quickly to try to improve the team to get asses in seats. Now teams just don't give a rip because, hey, they're getting their money up front whether they have a good product on the field or not. So I'm with you, but I'm, I'm just looking at it from how they think and how they think. They don't care about attendance. They barely care about ratings. All they care about is the TV money up front, and that's what they get. As always, you're right again. Thanks for taking my call. See, Tony, I didn't like how you started the call, but I love how you ended it. That's how you end the call right there. Thank you, man. You, you take care, man. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> All right, 457-9464. Yeah, so Scott Boris comes out and says that he believes that they need to, they, they have to have 162 games. They just have to. They, they need 162 games. And that they can have the World Series on Christmas Day. Let me get this straight. The World Series already fails miserably. Last year was the least watched World Series ever. And let me be clear here. The World Series was full of stars. Okay? There was pre-cheating Astros. Well, technically they were cheating, but pre-before they get caught. (laughs) Or got caught. So, like, there was star power all over the place. The Astros had a ton of star power. The Nationals had a ton of star power. I know that the markets weren't the biggest markets in baseball. But with that being said, it wasn't like it was the Royals, uh, you know, and, and, you know, some horrible team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there yeah, were yeah. two s- strong contenders. They were teams full of star power. There's no reason why the ratings should have been bad last year. But they were. Because all people, like, I've checked out of baseball by that time. Now, if the Reds were in it, that's a completely different story. But I'm, I'm mentally checked out of baseball. I'm watching it because it is the World Series, but I'm not mentally into it. I'm not invested into it because it's football season. Football season. High school football, college football, NFL. Like, I've, uh, I've, I've totally turned the page to focusing on that. And now I'm keeping an eye on how the season's ending, but I'm no longer 
invested in emotionally to what's going on in baseball. So now, not only do you look at that problem and ignore it and try not to fix it, maybe we should move our World Series up. Maybe we should play, and not this year because they're going to try and squeeze the season in. But the big picture, big problem is, is that you own the summer. You have no competition. You have a little competition with the NBA playoffs, but big picture, you own the summer. And now you want to talk about some stupid example of trying to play further into the winter and play on Christmas Day. So now not only are you competing with high school football, college football, NFL, now you are competing with the NBA. Now you're competing with college basketball. Now you're competing with the NHL. So you went from owning a block of time to now trying to infringe on everyone else's, and you won't even be the most – you won't even be top three. Like, the NFL and college football – will dominate. If you're playing, talking about Friday night games, high school is going to dominate that. Uh, and then you talk college basketball. That's a regional thing. I mean, your teams. But, if again, Flyer fans, if there's a baseball game on or the Flyers are playing, whether you're watching it or going to UD Arena, what do you think they're doing? Flyers come first. Flyers come first. So this is a horrible idea by Major League Baseball. And then on Christmas Day, like NBA doesn't win a lot of popularity contests when it comes to what would you rather watch. But on Christmas Day, Christmas that's Day. the NBA's. A full slate of games from like the biggest games until midnight. I mean, games all day. Yeah, I think that would hurt baseball more because, like you're saying, they're already last year during the World Series. And then if you want to move it back until December, Christmas, when everybody's going to be focused on something else, because that's you right in the heart of college football season. You're, it's bowl season. It's about time for the college football playoff. You're going to be more, more focused on that than the World Series. All right. We'll get back into this, because I have another couple points I want to make on this. I think that baseball right now is really panicking. Baseball wants to get 162 game in, no matter what they tell you. There's a lot of pressure from agents there's a lot of pressure from players there's a lot of pressure from general managers and team owners less games means less money and although that they don't like folks we got to stop acting like baseball cares about you the fan like maybe that's why baseball is not as popular is because they don't listen to their fans they do not care about you the fans they don't care if you go to the games or not they don't they really really don't they do not care the NBA, the NFL, the NFL, they're pains in the asses, but they do pay attention to the product on the field. The NBA definitely pays attention to the product on the court. They want to do everything they can for you, the fan. Major League Baseball is the worst, and I think that's why you continue to see a lack of passion amongst newer baseball fans. They don't feel like it's their sport. They just feel like it's a sport. For those of you who are older, who grew up loving baseball, you felt you were in touch with baseball. You felt that you were one with baseball. I don't believe my generation feels that way. And we'll get into that more coming up around the corner. We were supposed to be talking about Reds opening day today. And although we technically are, we're gonna, we will be, uh, we'll be handing it off shortly here in about a half hour to uh, air the Cincinnati Reds opening day game last year against the Pirates just to give you that opening day feel. I know it's not the full opening day feel, but you will at least get to hear baseball on in the background. Marty Brenneman called it a career last year. His replacement, Tommy Thrall, and I guarantee you when we talk to Tommy, he will say, I have not replaced Marty Brenneman. Uh, but he, Tommy Thrall, uh, the new voice of the Reds, we're going to hang out with him for a bit on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. More of the Justin Kinner Show next. To those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV. Whether you're searching for the perfect parking spot, conducting a few performance reviews, or just killing some time by the water cooler. There's no second-in-command like a Gator UV. It's got a hefty payload capacity, a smooth-riding suspension, and the power to tow more than a few office supplies. 
John Deere Gator for more. It's time for some straight talk. You know what a full-court press is in basketball, right? Full defensive coverage with no holes. Well, that's the kind of coverage you get with Straight Talk Wireless. It runs on America's best 4G LTE networks, same as the big carriers, but just for a lot less. Just 45 bucks a month gets you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G, saving you up to half the cost of the big carriers. No contract. Full-court coverage, half the cost. Straight Talk Wireless, everything for less. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Coming up at 4 o'clock, just under a half hour from now, we will air last year's Reds opening day game against the Pirates. That's coming up here in just under a half hour, as I mentioned. And again, this isn't the way we thought we would be spending opening day, but yet here we are, and we're making the best out of every situation out there, and we appreciate you tuning in and hanging out each and every day. Uh, and we're going to get through this together, uh, just like we've gotten through many other uh, tough things here in the Dayton area over the last couple of years. So that's all going to be something that we have coming up at 4 o'clock. Again, Reds opening day, 2019 Reds Pirates, coming up here in just about 25 minutes or so. You're listening to the Justin Kinner Show live here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410 Wing AM. And, of course, we are streaming live at wingam.com. Well, we talked about how difficult it is thinking about how we would be spending opening day for the Reds. I know that there's someone out there who is probably just even more miserable because he's probably thinking what he was supposed to be doing on opening day was calling Reds baseball. And instead, he has to hang out with Justin Kinner, the voice of the Reds, Tommy Thrall with us here. Tommy, welcome. How are you? Hey, Justin, thanks for having me on. And uh, I tell you what, man, you're right. We're all in this together, and we'll all get through it together. And uh, that's all we can do is try to stay positive. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's certainly a tough circumstance, but we will get through it. And I think once we do and we come out the other side, we're going to certainly have a, a newfound appreciation for some of the simple pleasures in life. And, and baseball will certainly be one of those. Absolutely. And, you know, I was... You know, slightly joking a little bit ago, but I mean, you were, I mean, today is a day that you should be prepping, you know, heading into your, you know, second year here with the Reds, thinking about opening day. Uh, with that being said, we don't know when opening day, real opening day is going to be coming up, but uh, let's think back to what limited spring training action that there was. What was just the buzz and excitement like with this team? This was a year unlike the last five or six years uh, post-playoff runs where we finally felt an expectation level for this team that this team was going to win games this year. Well, that's what it was. I mean, that's, that was the feel of spring training for sure. I mean, it was not uh, it was not filled with hope. It, was, it wasn't It was just optimism. I mean, it was an expectation. And I think there's a big difference between that. I think there's, there's a lot to be said from, you know, uh, having – a certain degree of optimism heading into spring training, which every team does. Every team sh- certainly should have that. And then there's a whole different uh, a different feel, I think, when there's an expectation to it. And, and you know, I, I haven't been around Major League camps very much. Uh, I, I'll admit that. Um, I've been around a, a few, but, you know, certainly not to the extent that a lot of guys in that clubhouse had. So it, it was up to, you know, for me, I had to ask guys, what, what's the difference? I, I talked to David Bell about it. I said, what's the difference? Is there a difference? When you go into a spring training and, and you're expected to win versus, you know, when you really realize that there's probably not much of a chance to, to be very good unless the stars align just right. Uh, and he said there is. There's definitely a difference. And that, and that was, you could feel that at spring training. Just, just the way guys talk, listening to guys and, and the way they were going about their business, watching the way guys would go about it. You don't have to tell a guy to, to hustle. You don't have to tell a guy to practice hard. Uh, they just know that. They know that that's a part of it and you've got to do that if you're going to be a good team and if you're going to compete and win, and they were doing that. And certainly all the pieces were, were 
falling into place. Mike Moustakis looked awfully good at the plate, and he, he looked really good at second base. We talked a little bit about it on the hot stove yesterday. Um, we hadn't seen Freddie Galvez at short yet, uh, but we did see a young guy that had really made an impact that, that had you excited about that position in the future. Uh, Nick Castellanos had looked awfully good at the plate. Not a ton to show for it so far. Nick Senzel was just starting to get back in the lineup. So there were some things to get excited about. Pitching staff looked tremendous. All the starters were looking really good. So, um, yeah, there was, there was definitely some enthusiasm and, and the expectation looked like it was there for a reason the way things were going in camp. Yeah, if there is, and again, always trying to pull positives out of this situation, but keep in mind, I mean, the season was supposed to start without Eugenio Suarez, Nick Senzel, question marks there with his health. I guess the bright side to all of this is is when the season does resume, if it does resume in 2020, you're going to get, I mean, not just the Reds, but everyone across the board that you know gave that little extra time for some of these players who were injured to kind of heal up a bit. The Reds will be fairly healthy, if not completely healthy, heading in to opening day, whatever month that opening day will be. Yeah, you would, you would figure. I mean, that's the thing. It, it, Suarez and, and Sinzel were certainly still some question marks on, on whether or not they'd be ready to go 100% by the time the season got going, like you said. And, and you know, if you're looking for a shred of silver lining in all of this, and, and it's hard to really talk about it uh, because the magnitude of the situation and talk about trying to find some positives here, but I think that's the best thing you can do. I think in any time you're dealing with with something like it, well, we've never been through anything like this, but any time you're dealing with something that's um, overly negative, I think if you can find something positive out of that, it's a good thing, and, and there is a shred of silver lining in the fact that you know, once we do get back to baseball and once we're able to focus on things to take our minds off the, the difficulties of, of this situation, then, then yeah, the Reds are going to be pretty healthy when the season starts, which is certainly a good thing. So um, that, 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 is, that is something to take away from all this, there's no doubt. I'm interested in how, I mean, again, Everyone is having to adapt to this. I mean, even our everyday regular jobs all the way up to these professional jobs, uh, professional sports, uh, when it comes to, you know, to how these sports are being conducted. And I, I know, I'm really interested in how, I mean, we're hearing that the Major League Baseball draft is obviously going to be pushed back, like the trade deadline and those types of things, too. All of that's going to be impacted, I'm assuming, right? I mean, and the reason I bring that up is because that's a big deal because we're heading into a year where it's the, the potential last year on the deal for Trevor Bauer. There's a lot of teams that have players that are heading into their final year of deals that either they would use as leverage to make big trades or trying to negotiate an extension, but you may not get any time out of any of these guys in their final years. A lot of question marks out there as we kind of ease our way through this season. Well, and that's something I haven't really heard talked about a whole lot is a, is a possible trade deadline, but you're right. I mean, there's just so many things that we that I think Major League Baseball is trying to figure out right now. Um, I mean, what the season's going to look like, all these things. We don't know the answers to those yet, so... Um, it's impossible to speculate about it because we have no idea when it's going to get going. And once the season starts and once they figure out a start date, that's going to impact all that stuff. But until we know those answers, there's really no way to figure out how everything else is going to fall into place. So it's, it's just one of those deals where all we can do right now is sit and wait and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully this runs its course quickly and, and with, with minimal fallout, we'll be able to return to normal life as soon as possible. But for right now, all we can do is, is sit around and kind of wait and, and see what happens. 
Voice of the Reds, Tommy Thrall with us here on the Justin Kinner Show on Dayton's Home of the Reds, 1410 Wing AM. Uh, Tommy, let's rewind a few weeks back uh, to Arizona, back to spring training. Obviously, there's been word of this virus that had been spreading for quite some time, but at what point did it really start sinking in that not only was it going to you know, impact your day-to-day over in spring training, but when did it start kicking in that, oh man, this is might be sending us back to Cincinnati prematurely? Uh Really, that all happened within about a day. Um, and maybe that's maybe that's speeding it up a little bit too much. It, it's it's because the timeline on it's really tough. Uh, and I, I, I've gone back a couple of times to try to figure it out because it's it's it did all happen so fast. I mean, the, I think the the last game I did was the first day that the media uh, and all non-essential individuals weren't allowed in the clubhouse. So that was, that was, I think, the last game. I think that was actually the last game the Reds played uh, because then they had an off day after that, and then I wasn't scheduled to do the game after the off day. Jim Day was going to fill in for me and do that game, and then that game got rained out. But it was already known at that point, or you had the feeling at that point, that the season was probably going to be pushed back. Spring training was going to be halted. Um, because I think it was the night before, if I'm not mistaken, I was working out. Uh, if I remember, again, the details are a little uh, foggy here, so I'm trying to I'm trying to piece it all together. But I believe I was working out, watching the NBA game, uh, and they were talking about uh, the Utah game being uh, postponed because players were sick, and then it came out during the game that. A couple of the players, or one of the players, had the coronavirus, and then you thought, okay, well, now during the game, the NBA made the decision that they were going to shut down the rest of their season, and then you thought, well, okay, everybody else is going to start following suit here pretty quickly, and that's when it all kind of came into place. I mean, it, it was not necessarily an official word type deal, but you could just kind of see the writing on the wall. You, you knew that the pieces were falling into place, and, and that that everybody was that that's the direction everybody was headed. That's how it ended up playing out. So. Uh, really, I would say it all kind of happened within about two or three days. I mean, when, when um, the clubhouse was closed to outside personnel, that was when we realized, okay, well, I'm curious how long this is going to last. Uh, and it went from that to, to spring over in a matter of, I mean, hours. I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, about 36 hours, everything changed, it felt like. Now that I mean, and, and look, it's interesting hearing how that was for you. I know everyone has their story of how their jobs have been impacted by it one way or another. Uh, but what's your day to day right now? Is it just like most people, just kind of a sit back, wait and see? I'm assuming. But it is, you know, try to do some workouts here at the house, the gym that I go to. Is, as with most of the gyms, I think all the gyms closed, so uh, just trying to work out at the house as best I can. And you know, you read as much as you can to stay up on everything, but there's just not a whole lot going on. So. Uh, I, I've got to be honest with you, I've worn out the PlayStation a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> I, and I'm not a gamer by any means. I haven't, uh, I haven't played video games in a long time. Uh, and so to give you an idea of how little I play video games, the game system I have is a PlayStation 2. And oh, wow. I've been playing. Not the game bad. I've been playing. Yeah, well, it gets better. MLB 07, the show. <laughs> 2007. I don't think there's a single player on that game that is still in the league, by the way. So, yeah, it's, it's, that's... Uh, so you can't even play online. Like, Amir Garrett and those guys all play online. I love what... I, 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 they let fans play with them. I've played with them quite a few times. So you can't even... You, you don't even have online no. capabilities with the no. PS2. No, I do not. No, we're not that advanced here in this house. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not, not at all. So 
I uh, try to do a little reading. I don't know about you. It's just been, it's it's been such a weird time. Uh, you know, you're watching the news probably more than uh, at least I am. I, I don't. I think a lot of people watch the news pretty regularly. But I've I've watched. I found myself watching a lot more cable news than normal just to try to stay up on everything. You read as much as you can just to try to be as well rounded and well informed as you can be on all this stuff. But it, it, the the thing for me, I've got a couple of books that I want to read and finish up that I've been working on and. Every time I sit down to, to try to read and, and, you know, just hammer out some chapters, it's just, I find it really hard to focus on things right now. And I don't know if that's normal, just a lot of people are experiencing that, or that's just me, but it's just a weird one of those times where it's, it's just really hard to focus on things. And, uh. No one's uneasy. Like, it's, yeah. I know, I know what you're saying. Like, right now, Whenever I have to be at work every morning at 7 or 8, I have to hit the snooze button a ton of times, and it's you know I have to really force myself to get up for the day. Ever since this has started, I've been up at 6 every morning, wide awake, because I'm just antsy. I'm just tense. Like, you know, so it's kind of, there's that uneasy feeling that you don't know what it is, but I think we kind of know what it is with everything going on in the world right now. But no, I can definitely relate. Whatever that feeling is, it, it's keeping you from being able to just relax, and, you know, you have time off, but it doesn't feel like time off. Right, exactly. Um, and I think it's important that, that, that you get out of the house a little bit, get outside, get some fresh air, keep your distance. But um, you know that's that's something that I've I've tried to do a little bit. Um, is just go for some walks. Uh, like I said, keep your distance from people just to be safe. And uh, but you've got to get outside. I think for your for for your own um, mental health aspect Absolutely. of things, and and just get some fresh air. And especially these these last few days when we've had some sunshine, it's important to get out and try to enjoy that as best you can. All right. Well, the voice of the Reds, Tommy Thrall, good enough to join us and hang out for a little bit here on the Justin Kenner Show. We have Reds baseball coming up at 4, but it's uh, opening day baseball, but not this year's opening day baseball. It's last year's opening day baseball. Reds and Pirates coming up here in just under 15 minutes. Tommy, thanks so much, and uh, hopefully we'll touch base soon. And the next time we talk, we're talking about Reds opening day, whenever that may be. I can't wait. And uh, it's still a fun game to relive from last year. That was That was a heck of a day and a very special day as well. So, so hopefully the folks that are tuning in certainly enjoy it because it was a, it was a blast. No, it was. Just don't remember the six games after it or the seven after it. That yeah, let's, let's not talk about those. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Thanks so much, man. Take care. All right. Thanks so much. Be well. All right, that's Tommy Thraw again, the voice of the Reds, and I appreciate him hopping on for a bit. Uh, interesting just hearing from his perspective how things started just crumbling and going down. I mean, spring training, there was just a buzz and excitement in the air for Reds and Reds fans. Uh, and yet, you know, here we are at this point, and then all of a sudden you start hearing the news of the coronavirus and the pandemic and everything just, you're watching March Madness just crumble, you're watching high school sports crumble, pro sports, you know, basketball, NBA, you knew it was only a matter of time. Uh, so interesting stuff there, that interview with Tommy Thrall. We'll be up on the web here uh, in just a few moments. If you tuned in late and want to catch the rest of that, you could do so at wingam.com. Also, make sure you are subscribing and downloading the Justin Kinner Show podcast in your Apple iTunes store, Google Play store. Uh, the second that the show was done, the full show is sent right to those podcasts as well as select segments and all interviews, including that one there with the voice of the Reds, Tommy Thrall. We'll be back in just a moment. More of the Justin Kinner Show when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Justin Kinner Show right here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Get
Mike, it's the Justin Kinner Show. We only have about 90 seconds remaining here. We have Reds baseball coming up at 4 o'clock. Yes, Reds baseball. We are re-airing last year's opening day game. Today was supposed to be opening day, so instead we will carry last year's opening day game between the Reds and the Pirates. I mean, look, considering the circumstances last year, the Reds got off to a hot start. They started the season undefeated. 1-0. Then they lost 7 straight after that. But it was a good game right off the bat with the Pirates, uh, and we'll have that game for you coming up here at 4 o'clock. And some of the pluses to this, too, I mean, just listen for the, you know, the the high expectations and excitement for the Reds heading into last season. Plus, you get to hear Marty Brenneman again. So that's going to be really cool coming up here uh, in just about five minutes. Again, Reds and Pirates opening day game from last year. If you just missed the interview with Tommy Thrall, that's up. We good? That's up. My bad. Your mic was up. But up on the website, we're good to go. So Head to wingam.com if you missed the interview with the voice of the Reds, Tommy Thrall. We talked about, well, what life is like for the voice of the Reds now with no Reds baseball. He was supposed to be, well, calling the game here on opening day, and instead he was hanging out with me. So that should show just how bad all of this is actually getting for a lot of people. Um, check out the website, too. Other interviews include U.S. Olympic track star Clayton Murphy, Greenville native. He joined me on the show yesterday to talk about the cancellation of the Tokyo Summer Games. Uh, Matt Babcock, NBA draft analyst. We spoke with him yesterday as well about Obi Toppin. He has him going number three to the Timberwolves in his latest mock draft. Jalen Crutcher announced that he's declaring for the NBA draft earlier today, most likely testing the waters, and will be back as he did not uh, sign with an agent, and he should be a flyer coming up next season. All right, that's all we have for you a shortened show today. We'll be back at it tomorrow 3 to 6. But until tomorrow, this has been the Justin Kinner Show on 1410 ESPN Radio. Reds baseball. Reds, spring, or Reds opening day from 2019 against the Pirates coming up.